Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And we had a lovely email from a listener who asked if we would talk about ways to capture ideas and plan for projects. Uh, I I love the way they put it. Uh, They said, I have serious squirrel brain and have so many ideas that I'm often paralyzed when it comes to actually doing. I'll even go so far as to shop for my projects, but while shopping will get inspired by 9,000 other things and don't have a good way to capture those ideas to put them aside for later. And I'm like, yeah, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate. 100% relate. So uh, I referred to this in our uh, conversation earlier as how to pin down the idea butterflies, which you I liked. I love that. Love except, it so much. Except for a second, I was like, but when you pin them down, they have to be dead for you to pin them to the thing. But let's <laughs> I think not take the I'm... metaphor all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not all the way. I think it's because I've recently gotten into like um, taxidermy TikTok, which sounds upsetting, but it's more like butterfly and moth based mm-hmm. taxidermy. So like, I don't know, it's very cool. So I really, I, I love the way you describe that, like pinning down the idea butterflies, because sometimes it does feel like that, that you're just... That they are all just You're running fluttering. around with a net and mostly catching yourself as if you were a cartoon. <laughs> See, I don't picture it that way. I picture it as like little butterflies just like all swarming around your head and you're like reaching up and trying to like grab one and focus on it. But then you're distracted by like the other one floating by and you're like, ooh, that one has pretty colors. I want that one instead. And then you grab that one and the one you're holding is flying away or like it's just I totally totally, totally get this. And this is a real problem. Uh, We've touched on it a little bit before, but I think it's good to uh, get into it again and maybe a little bit more in depth. And I think this is definitely one of those episodes that are, you know, on the theme, do as I say, not as I do, and or it's way easier to help other people than yourselves. Uh, in, In theory, we might start taking our own advice here and like listen to our own thoughts. But I mean, we I think, you know, this is something that probably most of the people listening can relate to, because if you're a makey person, even if you're not like super fluttering about, you will have tons of ideas. So, you know, you're probably going to be somewhere on sort of the scale or spectrum of needing to um, capture and prioritize ideas. And maybe it's just that you have a lot of them and they're not butterflies, they're like, very orderly little ants, but you still want to like keep them corralled. And sometimes they're butterflies. I find I have a different perspective coming into this talking about this now, mm-hmm. because I feel like before in my before times, uh, before I found like glass making and stuff, and well, even a little bit now, I'm still a little scattered, but um. I felt like I was just always reaching for new ideas and always doing new things and having like 15 different projects open and like wanting to do other things exactly like this listener describes. But I feel like now I've kind of settled in a really calm way that I thought would never be possible for me. Like finding the right thing really has uh, brought me down to this like more focused state than I ever have been before when it comes to making something. And I don't know if that's like a, you haven't found your thing yet to settle you down, or if that is even possible for some people, or it is out there. But I don't know, like I have that little bit of a, a little extra wisdom with that with like (laughs) age and trying things and finding 
the thing that really spoke to me. And but even within that category of like finding the thing that spoke to you, it still takes time to like narrow stuff down. And having the confidence and the making ability to focus yourself in like, this is what I like to do. And this is what I'm going to go forward and doing. And not saying that later on, more butterflies aren't going to start popping up and flying around, and I'm going to want to grab them all. But right now, like there is a settled state. And so I want to put that faith out there for anyone <laughs> who feels like that they might never find that because I thought I might never find that. And I kind of it's did. like you've found that super, super rare tropical butterfly. And now you can just take your time in preserving it in the absolute best way. I'm going to take this metaphor way too far in this episode. I apologize in <laughs> advance. Because w one thing that I was also thinking about was kind of distinguishing here between sort of craft and idea and project. Because I feel like the butterflies, I don't know if they're different sizes here in this metaphor, but you know what I mean? Like it can be like, oh, I want to try, you know, this whole craft. Like I saw people painting on rocks or, well, I might not try to taxidermy butterflies, but I might. But you know what I mean? Like you see the whole sort of category of craft. And then mm -hmm. you can also, the butterflies can be kind of ideas, like more more broadly. Like I want to make something that is like a tree and then it could be any material or the butterflies can be specific projects. Like, you know, we, you were talking last time about your amazing uh, plant project idea, but you can still have, you know, all these different projects flying around your head, even if you're in, in, in the glass space and happy there, you can still be like, you know, ooh, plants, ooh, I want to make a Death Star. I want to try and make a, a 3D birthday, you know, like all of these things. Or are you, now, now that you're mature, uh, <laughs> do you feel like- <laughs> I know, I'm so fancy and mature But now. do you feel like you're settled within glass as well? Or do you like, you know, as you're falling asleep, go, ooh, wait, no, I have to, you know. So- I really like the way you started to catalog this. And I think that that is a healthy, good way to start looking at your craft projects. And again, we're no experts here. This is all test talking as we do. I mean, you've made it this far into the show. You should know by now. <laughs> or you're new. Hi, welcome. We're not experts. So I like the I mean, idea. we are experts in the sense that we have failed a lot. That's true. That is true. All right, I'll take it. I'll put on my expert merit badge. But I like the idea of thinking about these broader categories. Like, is this an idea within my craft? Is this a bigger project I want to pursue? Or is this something like new I want to try? And those are all very different things. And you can have different, you know, mastheads or uh, a title font for <laughs> what your different areas are that you are then building your kind of like spreadsheet out underneath. Different and color highlighters. I think that that's, yeah, I think that that's important to like keep these things organized like the um you know if you are a crafter or you have like a main craft like these are the ideas for my main craft these are something i want to do right now this is something i want to try when i have free time like those are two different things trying to like trying out a new thing to get better versus oh this is playtime like this is like total freedom if i fail at this that's fine like these are different levels of crafting and organizing for me, because I have like 10,000 different projects happening always at the same time, it's like I have my little comic that sometimes I have to put aside for a little while and, you know, she goes to sleep and then pops back up when I have an idea. But I have like a whole um, 
a list of ideas for .tiff stuff that I want to do. And when I'm feeling ready to do them, I'm going to do them. Like right now, I started drawing a new one yesterday, and I haven't drawn one since the whole Bernie Sanders election thing. And but now I'm going to do one because I'm going to like have like a comic with her like covered in plants and stuff. (laughs) So I was super inspired by my new plant hobby, which, again, another new hobby. But that's keeping plants alive. It's different (laughs) than crafts. But when when you say a list, is it like a physical list? I'm assuming that for for the comics, you probably do keep a list because they're kind of specific. Yeah, I have um, I actually like start a panel and do a sketch. And so I have like all these sketch panels kind of hanging out. And then when I want to do the real drawing, I kind of dull out the layer. I do this all in Procreate. I like dull out Mm -hmm. the layer and then I draw my real finished drawing over it. So it's like I don't lose the visual idea that I have. And I put the title or or I make little notes to myself of, of what I wanted to include. So I don't lose the idea because to me, a lost idea is kind of like so sad. Like I hate losing that because then I remember that I lost something and it makes me crazy. Mm -hmm. So keeping like some sort of visual, if like you are a more visual person, if you're more of like a word-based person, like finding a way to have those lists. And I have like backups essentially, like I have a whole art idea list and those are just words, like they're not sketches. And I also have sketches. Then I also have like saved Pinterest boards or saved Instagram posts of like things that inspired me. So it's like, I have all of these different, I guess now I'm thinking about it, even my organization of ideas it's like chaotic butterflies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to say like how do you how do you prioritize within that because like I I sh- I really should write ideas down because you know I I they show up and I'm like I'm not going to do that right now but I'll remember it cuz it's fun. And a lot of the time I don't at least not in in sort of the long run because there are so many of them. Um they would start sort of melting out of my ears and you you would think it would be really easy, like you know, I almost always have my phone on me, uh, or there's a notebook somewhere in the vicinity, or you know, something. But I think, like subconsciously, I think I either think, well, it'll just be like this eternal document with so many things that I won't be able to find any fun ideas, or that I kind of feel silly writing down the vague ideas that usually come to me because those are often the ones that disappear if you're like i want to make a color blocked dress in four parts say and that's kind of a vague idea and i won't write it down or like put it somewhere because i'm like meh you know and it feels kind of silly to have have a list that is basically like make a dress uh cut i don't think that's silly at all no, I don't think it is either, but I think I f- sort of subconsciously feel that it is because it's almost like, I don't know, like a little kid wish list, you know, like I want a rocket ship and a bunny uh, and I want I would like an older sister, please, you know, like, I don't know why why that is. I think this is definitely a therapy episode. I think maybe it's like I'm <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't deserve to like plan and think of these things because I'm not good enough to. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, we are getting into therapy territory (laughs) here. You okay? I think the biggest like advice and you need to do this kind of thing is you have to write down Mm -hmm. your ideas. Like not just you, Julia, but I feel like everyone has to find a way to write down your ideas, even if they are garbage, even if they sound really simple and and easy and stupid. I think that 
everyone should find a way to write them down, whether it's in an Apple note on your phone, like it's digital, whether it's a sketch on an iPad, whether it's a sketch in a notebook, like you and I both have a pen hobby. I so I like to like use my pens just to even write down ideas. And I'm like, ooh, I'm using my pens <laughs> and I'm getting my ideas down. So it's like all of this stuff, even if it's a pile of sticky notes, which at one point that was my system was just like a giant like slew of sticky notes stuck to my desk. It was a huge mess. I never read half of them. But when I would like focus on them for a second and be like, oh, I'd pick them up and I would remember an idea that I had because I wrote it down. And I'm like, actually, I kind of like that. And I would continue if it didn't spark any kind of memory at all. I would throw it away because I'm like, I don't know what this was. I was obviously I lost it. Like, I don't know why I wrote this. It's like, down. like reading sort of the, the dream journals, you know, where you're supposed to write down right when you wake up. Yeah. And then you're like, yes, there was a pony and it had pepper on it. Okay. Like, let it be completely manic. I mean, do you want me? I can read you some of my, like, art idealists. Please do. It's, like, insane. So it's, like, and these are just, like, little words. There's no bullets next to them. They're just little phrases. They might as well be bad band names. Like, they are. They sound crazy. So, like, old iPod, ballerina Ellie, pineapple, black and white pineapple, shell mask, hands in sand, things you like in your hair, or beard, holding hands, uh, <laughs> 90s Dixie cup and tropical foliage, um, Syracuse oil painting, bird on head, like, millennial still life, paint with coffee, thistle, felt whale, felt whale tail painting like thumbtack thumbtacking drinks like what what is this i love it that that made me that like filled me with joy because i think you're absolutely and one just says hug hug it just says hug (laughs) do you remember what that one means no (laughs) like you do you keep the notes after you do the project like do you just keep them around so you can look at them again i mean i have this giant list that's just titled art idea is like just the first line in the list the ass word pretty script like what is that like why did i write that (laughs) uh so like that's my like generic I have this crazy idea. I just need to write it. And reading some of Mm -hmm. them, some I didn't write down. Some I didn't recite to you because they're a little personal. But I I figured it's like a lot of those, even reading them back now, do evoke a memory. I mean, hug does not like I don't know what why I wrote that or thumb tacking Dixie cups. I don't know why I wrote that either. Actually, no. (laughs) Yep. Okay. That idea came back. I know that one. So it's like just any kind of indication is super, super helpful. And I feel like if you're more stuck on an idea than just like a silly phrase in your head, then go for the sketch, you know, go for the mood board, go for making a Pinterest board out of it. Like I have um, stained glass idea, Pinterest board, and it doesn't have like really pictures of other people's stained glass. It has more pictures of like moths and, you know, um, plants and pretty things that I like see or colors or anything like that. And that kind of like all together can inform a project. Or even if it's not the project that you're thinking of right now, while you're collecting all that stuff, it could inform a future project and you can get re-inspired. So I feel like our crafty making, um, collecting tendencies can also be for ideas And it's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing to collect ideas. And then eventually, if you're feeling, you know, super um, diligent and you want to, like, just organize all those ideas, you can do that, too. Or they can just be a complete, you know, craft disaster like some of us are. (laughs) As long as they exist, right? And I I, I mean, like, even just writing them down is a form of organizing them uh, because then they're there and you can sort of 
when you come back to them, even if it's only 10 minutes later, you have a sort of new perspective on like, oh, right, now that this is here, like like you said, does it spark any kind of interest again? Or is it just like, huh, that was an idea? Because I feel like, you know, there's the the sort of Instagram meme slash challenge of, of make nine, where you have nine projects that you put into a grid for the year. And it's actually funny because within, within mine for this year, I combined knitting and sewing into one. I do have both the sort of vague thing of a coat or things that are very specific and sometimes even with specific patterns. You know, like I want to try general outerwear or I want to make these specific socks by this specific designer. But I think also, and I think I've mentioned this before, what I like about that kind of very specific list of very specific ideas is that it at the very least reminds me of what I cared about X number of months ago, Mm. you know, because looking at the list, you can feel like even if something was an idea that made you super happy and excited, you won't necessarily remember to think of it the next time you're, you know, between projects or don't know what to do or want to try something new because that's the way brains work. Things sort of fall in and out of them. But if you have a list that you're going through, you won't necessarily want to do the thing that you thought you wanted to do the most, but you'll have both that huge, super awesome idea to look at and like consider, but then you'll also have like five other things. There's also this really telling thing if you start making a list or collecting things either digitally or in a notebook and you start flipping back. When you write down the same thing twice or three times or four times or you try and pin the same picture or, you know, you try and like the same Instagram post because people, you know, steal content and it ends up on your feed. (laughs) But like that to me is always really telling. Like when I dipped into my little sketch panels for the dot tiff stuff, I saw months ago uh, or, you know, a few months ago, I had already started a panel called Plants with a little sketch of her covered in plants. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I already thought of this. Like, But I, <laughs> I completely forgot that I already thought of it. And when I was going in to make my new sketch, I was like, oh, I'm so smart and clever. This is going to be so cute, cute, cute. And then I was like, oh, I already, <laughs> I already I was, started I was it. smart already. And like, I but but I made it better, right? Like my new fresh one is actually better than my previously planned one. But it was kind of awesome to feel like I already had this idea. So it really felt more solidified as like, this is something I should do. And it's it's very much my idea. And it's in my wheelhouse. And it's in my voice. Because I already thought of it. Like, <laughs> my brain was already <laughs> there before awesome. my future brain got there itself. Yeah, I. it's like when you buy yourself the same book twice, because you're like, this seems super interesting. Not that I've ever done that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, I definitely have an aesthetic. I definitely have <laughs> like a certain taste of things. And it kind of feels good to reaffirm that sometimes when you accidentally do things twice. But what I'm also thinking then is when you go through your lists, do you have any way of, of sort of prioritizing or categorizing if you're like... Uh, aside from when you accidentally plan for the same thing four times, do you do you prioritize them or is it more on a sort of case by case feelings basis? I mean, so much around art and making is so feelings based. And I feel like we are always battling with our analytical side of our brain and our crafty like feelings and side of our brain. (laughs) And 
it's like sometimes you're told that like your feeling side of your brain is bad or, you know, a lot of very, you know, um, a, a lot of very extremely creative people feel that, you know, the organizational side of your brain is bad. And it's like you're you're making these lists and you are figuring out what you want to make. I mean, sometimes it's okay to default to one or the other, like whatever works best for you. If your analytical brain takes over more often than your creative brain, then start prioritizing things based on like, oh, uh, practical reasons. Like, do I have the supplies to make this thing that I want to make? Do I have the skill to make this thing I want to make? Um, should I practice it first and then maybe make it again when I when I have more skill or better supplies or the right color, but I'm going to make it in the wrong color first to see if it works or do a sketch. And then there's also the feeling side of your brain. It's like I have for and for me, like I have that list of a whole bunch of weird words and some of them evoke much stronger feelings. And when I can't ignore those words anymore and it's like, okay. I've read this, I've gone through the list enough, I feel like making something, this is the thing that speaks to me today, and this is the thing that I just absolutely need to make, whatever those, re like, whatever that reason is, whatever those underlying feelings are, whether I'm working through something, or I'm finally over something enough to be able to, like, get it out on a canvas or, or making it in some way, then it's like, that's the time to do that thing. And so I guess that's why a more chaotic approach for me works because sometimes I'm just looking for inspiration and I just grab onto as tightly as I can the the ones that like really hit my heart at that moment. Do you do that? Do you do that too? Or how how do you prioritize your making lists? I think because my, my making lists, um, sort of mental lists are primarily within the crafts that I do a lot of. So it's the pottery sewing and knitting because otherwise I'm just like, ooh, this is a thing I want to try and I should write it down somewhere. But fortunately, I have you to talk to, which means <laughs> that I will say at least four times that I want to try something and that'll remind me. But what I like to do, I've discovered specifically with sewing, but sometimes with knitting as well, is that I will go through sort of my, my stash of fabrics or yarn and my either physical or because I have on... You know, I, I have patterns that I've downloaded and stuff and I'll go through and think about like, what would I want to do next? Do I want to do something simple? But I'll sort of kind of plan maybe four or five things that I want to do. And I will have a basket uh, in my sewing room where I've taken out the fabric for a couple of things I might want to do next. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily like prioritize them one, two, three, four, five. I'm like, these are things that you can, you know, pick up and hold and think about the next time you don't know what to do. Or when you're done with this, here are two different things that you could start that are either kind of the same or super, super different. And the same with, with knitting. I'll be like, well, um, and I, I think I'm kind of doing that to make it easy for myself for specifically, you know, those, I want to do something, I have no idea what, I'm too cranky to try and figure it out, to sort of just have that ready for myself, like a little physical or, or mental kit. I'd be like, here is a pattern and a yarn go ahead, you know? Yeah, because it is also like the idea of creating that inspiration in the physical world, right? Like I'm going to mm -hmm. have out these fabrics and they, I like them a lot and I'm going to sit with them for a few days and see what I want to make out of those fabrics. I do the same thing with like panels of glass, right? Yeah. And sometimes I'll just, you know, put them, put them back in, in a drawer or a cupboard and bring something else out, mm -hmm. but they're there so that I can sort of rifle through them and, and think about it. And 
I keep saying to myself that I should, because I have a small whiteboard that I should put up and just like sort of parcel parts of different projects out so that I can see like this is, you know, the the big overarching rubric <laughs> for a thing I want to make. And here are what I need to do to make that happen. Almost to like, if not shame myself, then prod myself into remembering that this is a thing that I want to do. Uh, it's kind of like kind of like the post-its, but less sensitive to cat interaction. <laughs> so as you were speaking about like, you know, getting inspired by different things, piles or lists, I'm, I'm thinking about like, I, I want to weed in a little tiny thread of the idea of commissions, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. If for some reason you have taken your craft uh, to the next level and you are making other things to sell or give to people or someone just is like, oh, I really want you to make me this thing. Um, the idea of commissions, how much it, for me, disrupts my list or mm-hmm. my creative process, or I get sometimes angry at the idea of having to, like, I've okay, now I promise to make this thing, but I really want to work on my own projects. And then it almost pushes my own projects out farther away. And then I, I get more and more, like, into that realm of... Um, oh, do I really want to do this? Or uh, am I inspired to do this? Or do I have time and energy to do this, which is mostly the draining factor. And it's really shown me that like, for my own personal process, commissions are a bad idea. And (laughs) I don't know if like other artists or makers struggle with that idea that like, you want to please people because you're making stuff to please others and to please yourself, right? Like, if you are healthy and you are looking inside and you're like, okay, yes, my art is for me sometimes, which that took me a long time to do and be okay with. And then also on the flip side, the idea of commissions and the external idea of like, oh, someone comes up to you. They think you can, they see that you can make something. They like it. Then they encourage you to make the thing. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'll make that thing. And then you're like, oh no, no, I have to make this thing that isn't on my list. Deadlines can be both an amazing boon to creativity because you're like well I have to make so you're actually going to make it Mm -hmm. but then it can also be super stressful because you're like well what if I get it wrong and then I have way less time to do it again or just like you know you're pressed for time and you're usually trying to figure out other things at the same time and yeah it can be real I (laughs) there's I forget but I've seen several people who've talked about like if someone asks them to you know can you make x for me they'll be like I can but it'll be surprised when you get it. Like, it could be a month. It could be two years. Mm-hmm. I don't do deadlines. That's a good way to look at it. I like that. Not necessarily realistic for all situations. You know, like somebody might want to buy something for a coming baby or, you know, what a Christmas, whatever. But I like the idea of regardless of, I mean, maybe not if it's a paid commission, but if it's somebody who wants you to make something for them or if it's a commission, be like, I will give you, uh, you know, an estimated time of three months, even if you know that it would only take you a couple of days to make it, just so you don't feel like, I, you know, I, like, I have no choice over when to make this because when has to be now. It's so funny how tricky the the waters are here of navigating art and making art a business thing, or even not even like a legit business, but something that you give to other people like a product based uh, versus something that you're making. Also, like as you're making, you get piled up with things that you've made. And even if they're not 
the things that you want to make, like they're just ideas that you had, like getting rid of the stock of the things that you've created. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly astounded, especially now, like talking through this episode, how tricky that gets for creative people. I feel like that this is a really difficult problem to wrap your head around. There is no one answer. There is no one way to do this stuff. Like the idea of being inherently creative, sometimes that means you are a little bit chaotic and kind of wrangling that in to be a sustainable business or side hustle or, you know, even, you know, once in a while selling at a market and like having enough stock or anything like that, making gifts for your family. It's so, it's so hard to organize all of this. And I think that that's what we are talking about today is like trying to organize this. It is a very tricky problem. I don't know, like, because I feel like when you have (laughs) like a business and there's a way to do things and there's a production, you're having like a factory make something. There are steps to do these things. Okay, I need a design. Then I send the design to the factory. Then the factory makes it. Then I have it in. Then I have to figure out how to ship it. Like, these are all problems that have steps and organization and and you can follow these steps and you can get through and some of them might have issues that you have to solve not saying that everything that isn't creative is easy but it feels like that there's less emotion involved in a lot of it like there's less like I just didn't feel like making things today or I felt like making this crazy butterfly instead of you know the beach painting I was commissioned to do That's what our whole show is for, right? Like, that's why we keep having episodes, because I just sometimes I get so lost in the butterflies of all of these creative things and trying to, like, tack them all down into a nice, neat little line to keep everything organized. And I'm just coming to the conclusion that sometimes it's just not possible. Yeah, but I do. I think that to to sort of make it more concrete, I, I think it is a very good recommendation to just, like, Put them somewhere, like actually write them down regardless of if it's in a notes app or in a notebook or random pieces of paper everywhere that you then shove into a folder. And if you want to go back and like reorganize them and prioritize them. And I think I'm going to try to start doing that somehow. Hey, we figured out one thing today. At least we got like (laughs) we we pinned down one butterfly. We know. Yes. Or rather, I found the pins. <laughs> you found the pins. <laughs> but are they cute enough? Are there cuter pins out there that we can now oh, get? Can we paint definitely. the pins to I will need a little notebook faces. to think about different kinds of, pe- of pins, <laughs> which I will write about with different kinds of pens. Do we want the pins to match the butterfly or be contrasting colors to the butterflies? <laughs> I think it depends on the butterfly. Um, <laughs> but uh, b- b- before we close out, I wanted to touch on the, the sort of shopping thing of shopping for your projects and i mean shopping for supplies is a hobby unto itself yes which we learned a few episodes ago (laughs) (laughs) but i think that i mean even as you're shopping or doing research if you get other ideas and you write those down then either you will pause the shopping and go shopping for this new project or you will keep shopping and come back to that idea but i do also feel like it's okay sometimes to the same way that, you know, I, I stack up a couple of, of different uh, swaths of, of fabric to, to wait for me. You can also shop for a couple of different projects. Maybe you shouldn't constantly shop 
for completely new crafts, which I know we both do sometimes, but not to always do that. But I think it's fine to have, um, I think it's fine to have materials for a couple of projects. Uh, but I think it's easier to do that if you do have a list. So you can be like, you know, I want to skip down to this other project that's 15 items down the list because that's what I feel like now. And then maybe you have to buy a couple of things. You'll probably be able to use other things from your stash. You know, some people are like, I only buy the materials for the project that I'm working on exactly right now. And that's that's also fine. But I don't think that you should feel bad for getting distracted because you're finding, you know, you might also like this. Other people that bought this kind of glue also bought glitter, you know. So I have a little bit of maybe like a focusing tactic for this, which I personally use. I think of the idea, my mom said it once and I thought it was really good, that there are so many beautiful things in this world that we want and you just can't have them all. You let the store take care of them for you? (laughs) Well, not so much that, but like really, uh, I guess, you know, Marie Kondo, like, focusing on do like does this serve the purpose right which is you know a a useful thing to think about but also like do I think this is a beautiful thing because I admire it or do I want to do it Uh, and Mm -hmm. I think that like as art people I can get so easily swept away by seeing someone else make something that I think is really cool and I love it And I'm like, I wish I could do that. And I get that like art envy, right? Like that I wish Mm -hmm. I had the ability to make that thing and impress someone like me who is now impressed by the thing that the person made. (laughs) And for a long time, I let myself get carried away with the idea of I have skill to make things. So therefore, I want to be the person that makes it. And then I go off on that tangent and I try and make that thing. And now I kind of want to look at things like, wow, that portrait artist is incredibly talented. They have been doing this for a very long time. They have honed their skill. They have practiced. They're producing these beautiful things that I admire very, very much. I am just going to buy one of their pieces or I am going to appreciate their um, their art by like having a little like button, right? Like there is, there are different ways to appreciate something that it that you can possibly make without getting bogged down or losing focus on the things that you are making because i feel like that the, the idea of then using that external appreciation and sometimes even like maker envy right like ooh i want to make that i can make that i'm going to make that and it that just ends up having like a a collection effect where you will have 12 different things that you want to do because look at all these beautiful things that all these people create. But focusing in on the things that like actually make you happy as opposed to the things that like, oh, I can do that. Just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should do it right now, you know, or have to do it or have to do it at all. I think that you could kind of think of it the way, you know, people say like put things in your cart if you're shopping online and then either, you know, keep them there overnight and think about it or, you know, click click everything into your cart and then go through before you check out and, you know, take out most of them. Like you can keep, you know, the mental projects in your cart and sort of find enjoyment through that. And then after a while, you're, you'll figure out what you actually wanted, what you actually needed, or the thing will, you know, run out of stock and then you couldn't do it anyway. So <laughs> Decision whatever. made for me. <laughs> So um, 
put butterflies in your cart? Also a good technique. Yeah. I mean, sometimes stuff goes out of stock and I am like, oh, thank goodness. That was a terrible choice. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't I shouldn't distract myself with that. But it is it is tricky finding what you should use as a distraction, what you should because like, of course, you know, sometimes you need a break from making the one thing that you're making. And so you can like go off and make something else for like a little like a totally different break, like from painting or and drawing to I'm going to knit for a little while because these are two different things versus like, what if that's my calling? Right? Like, what if I said, oh, no, don't get glass stuff. That's it's too much stuff. It's complicated. It's just another thing that you think is cool. Like, let it go. But I'm really glad I didn't because now this is my new this is like my favorite thing. So mm-hmm. I almost yeah. said new favorite thing because it is new. But it's like right now cemented my favorite thing. And I have a whole bunch of like glass shards and I can make mosaics out of them because it's my like runoff pieces. And I'm like, no, I just slap my own hand. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You don't want to make mosaics. You have there's a beautiful artist on this island that makes amazing mosaics. She has been making it for a thousand years. You do not want to make mosaics. You are happy doing this. It will stop you from doing the thing that's making you happy because you want to use like your extra scrap pieces to make mosaics. Stop focused. Right. Like that's that's the thing where I feel like crafty people need to find those boundaries and like slap their own hands sometimes and be like, stop it. You're right. <laughs> but, and I know that you're right. And I hate that you're right. Oh, but you're right. <laughs> I know. But I still bought a, you know, stamp carving kit. Because why? Because I'm great. Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. Okay. So I will uh, take my, my random sketchy notebook and try to write down some things that I've been thinking about. And I'll try to make sure I keep a, a notes note. There we on go. My phone. And I will figure out how to up my whiteboard in in these bizarre walls that we have here in the basement in my room and then i will draw weird things on it yes and then i would like a picture for the show art make sure you do it so you have a picture for the show what what will you do what am i gonna do i am gonna not make mosaics that's what i'm gonna do good call All right, you can go and find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do and we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to tell us how you pin down your butterflies or suggest a topic or just say hi, our email is make pod at gmail.com and you can find us individually at Tiff Arment and Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. Oh no, not at Tiff Arment and Julia at Tiff Arment. And at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. I can't not say that. I can't not spell your name. It just it has to happen. I love it. <laughs> and we'll be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do. Focus. Focus. Try and focus. <laughs>